welcome to the genre of your life podcast a show all about movie tv and welcome to entertainment episode number 25 25 25 25 i am one of your hosts doug jones with me as always is my esteemed colleague one of the best co-hosts ever mr joel kindelin how are you my good sir i'm good i'm good uh life is slowly moving forward uh you know just yeah, then focus on me. I'm glad to be back. Uh, it kills me taking a break from the show, but it's always needed. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. No, I hear you. Yeah, that was again to our listeners. That was on me. I was moving apartments last week, so for a little forgive me, forgive me for the past uh, little week hiatus of uh, no shows. But we are back and better than ever um, with giving you guys another fun episode as always. Uh, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, or your favorite favorite podcast platform of choice. I also we have the full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. While you're on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, um, leave a review, leave a rating, leave a comment. helps us out so much. Leave, hit, hit that like button, hit that follow button. You know, helping us, you know, grow our grow our show. You know, spread the word about us. It really helps us a lot. So, as always, guys, thank you so much for your support. Yes, and uh, just heads up, from now on, on our Instagram, we will be letting you guys know ahead of time if we do take a break from an episode or maybe two episodes, just to you know have you guys be up to date with what's happening with our episodes and our show. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of like oh like back this, I'm gonna probably age myself but like fucking um what is it um MySpace I mean, oh, your MySpace my page is on vacation my page is on I'm I'm on I'm away <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that you know, I was just like I, I was watching um I was watching I was watching Kickass recently and he, and then Big Daddy by Nicolas Cage goes uh put your MySpace on vacation we, and I was like wow that's so true back in the day you could, you could put yourself on like vacation mode or away mode and I was like wow so when you said that I was like oh yeah that was the thing back in the day you could put yourself on like vacation mode <laughs> which is funny Man, I'm like oh shit I remember MySpace the biggest thing for me in my MySpace was Limbiscuit like in my uh pages uh uh, music because I have a biscuit on it. <laughs> Limbiscuit, man. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Hey, hey, rolling, facts. rolling, rolling. Oh, dude, I'm great. pretty sure that was the song. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they remixed that. I, I went through a weird, like, I went through a weird, like, I don't know, like, rabbit hole of like, 2000s music maybe a few months ago during May. And I found, like, it was a, re- I think it was for the first Fast and Furious. It was Limbiscuit rolling. But it had a great, it had, like, DMX, it had Method Man. I had all these rappers i was like wow this is a great this is a great a remix but i'm like well you you had a stack full of like like og like really really like some rappers on this song that you got, you got famous for and you kind of made it more like quote-unquote like street for fast and furious with all these kind of like crazy like rappers and i was like hey then biscuit good for you man you, you knew ahead of time how to like market yourself for a fast and furious movie <laughs> <laughs> facts but hey but but it worked man but it worked but how are you my friend how's it going oh it's good you know uh just been trying to keep myself entertained uh still unemployed sadly but you know i've been applying to jobs uh you know um possible interviews soon you know nice. your boy might be back into the world of chicago very soon um but you know yeah, I've been okay. I've been okay. The, the the hardest thing about it is like 
having so much time and you know like even has a movie guy who you just love movies eventually you either run out of things to watch mentally like you know you you hit that block where you're just like i don't feel like watching this (laughs) yeah (laughs) seriously no i agree i agree with that so true TikTok sending my homies like a hundred, two hundred, oh <laughs> like, yeah, shit, and like every night, man. Just be like, once it hits ten o'clock, I'm like, man, I don't feel like watching nothing. You know? Dude, seriously, <laughs> so me, too. Like... me too. At ten, at ten p.m., at ten p.m. Mark, you're like, all right, it's too late for watching two hour movies. It's just too late. Facts, <laughs> man. Like I recently got into. I recently have an obsession. Like more, it became more of a obsession. I had an interest in it, but now it's an obsession. It's this thing called Warhammer 40k. Hopefully, yeah. we have some fans that are listening to this. Yeah, your boys joining the community. Uh, and I probably won't be playing the tabletop game anytime soon. Uh, that'll probably be a future endeavor, and the minis will also be a future endeavor. Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh. Henry Cavill, right? Yep, yep he's doing Henry it. Henry Cavill, he's a Warhammer 40k buff, yes. Uh, he's big nerd. Uh, I didn't get into it because of him. I, I got into it because me and my homies played the Warhammer fantasy games, not 40k. Um, but anyways, I've been watching fucking hour-long videos on, on YouTube because I'm just like, I don't feel like watching shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta wait. I gotta wait till every Saturday night to a new episode of One Piece. You know, <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this shit's been popping. The community, the anime community, has been hating on the new form for Luffy. But you know, fuck. I'm just enjoying what I watch. No, dude. I, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I think that's why like, Henry Cavill's like that was his first. Like, he got fired from Superman the next week. He was like, he's going to do 40k on Amazon. I was like, hey man, he he bounced right back. He got his next project already lined up. So uh, that's 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 sick. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets some good team to do that series. I feel like yeah, he's a very talented actor. I feel like if he, if he gets like a good kind of like um, yeah director and writing staff around him, he's going to be in good hands. So I'm very curious to see how that. Uh, Show gets executed and uh, put on uh, Amazon. You know, you know, yeah, because wonder... it's going to be a very difficult thing. I'll say that. Yeah. Because the Warhammer universe, bro, yeah. like, is so much bigger than than Star Wars, I feel like, when it comes to content that a lot of people know. Like, I love Star Wars, and Star Wars is huge, too. But, like, if you deep dive into, like, like what you could truly put into a movie, I feel like, I feel like it's huge. Because in, in Warhammer 40k, there are billions, and I mean billions of worlds. Like, they haven't even discovered a lot of them and like there's just so much lore to it like you you know like with with star wars there's a few main characters i don't want to say a few to make it sound like there's a minimal but you know i mean (laughs) when it comes to how many things you could do based off of like a group of people or one person it's not as much as fucking warhammer 40k because there's a plethora of characters that you could just base the show or a movie off of just following them like it's crazy like it's insane so to I, i'm curious one to see how he will do it what he will focus on like who specifically yeah. and uh 
the interesting thing is like I feel like with the Warhammer community, they'll be excited, but they'll also be like critiquing it like deeply. I probably won't as much because again, I'm still learning. So like by the time it comes out, I'll still be like, God, it's good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but like. Uh, but yeah, no, the biggest thing for me, which is what I'm going to be interested in, is how they're going to do the power armor. You know what I mean? Because their space marines have armor. Like, they're big dudes. Like, they're nine, ten feet tall motherfuckers ripping and shredding through, you know, demons and aliens and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, my, my when I think about that, I'm just like, I wonder if they're going to be able to get the heavy stomp correct. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, it. Yeah. that's it. That's it. But it's a huge galaxy. It's a huge. It's a huge world because of how many books there are in the Warhammer for you. Like, dude, people like, like listening to it. Like different like fans of it, and it'll be like, which book should I get? Like, there's like there's so many books. There's so many books, and it's one of those things of like, no matter how long or no how much you love this. You will not know everything. Oh, know? I bet. Oh, I bet. And it's, I think they're smart. Again, I don't know too much about I know a little bit of it, but I think they're smart enough to, A, not make this a movie. They're making this a series so you can flesh out the lore and the mythology of everything. Uh, yeah. More complex and more with, with don't feel rushed. And I, you know, also, too, you know, I feel like, honestly, I, I think they were smart to go to Amazon. I think Amazon right now has been killing it with shows, and they really know how to, like, you know, with stuff like Invincible or The Boys or, you know, Zeta's watching The Summer Turned Pretty right now. She loves that show. I really have not seen really, like, I feel like Amazon really cares about the IP they acquire as well as their shows in general. I think they, they really did so well with Invincible and The Boys. Um, yeah, well, season out. two's coming out soon. Yeah, for man. Invincible. I which, can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. I forgot Seth Rogen's even in it. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he produces that. He produces the boys. That's crazy to me. Yeah, man. Like, really I love like, like Seth Rogen. It, here's one of the things that you know Seth Rogen loses me, and then he he yeah. continues to have my love grow with him. Is that he? And I feel <laughs> like I keep I keep interrupting him. So sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> this is the show. Uh, Yes, uh, um, is that he? He truly does like he produ- he he folk he produces on the things that he has an interest in, which he is a nerd too. You know, yep. like I feel like a lot of people forget that Seth Rogen is genuinely a nerd. You know what I mean? But also, yep. like he's producing it to make sure that it will come out good. You know what I mean? Like, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I haven't seen it, but from what you say and, like, how it's getting received, like, I feel like that's doing well. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah. just, like, he he just, he, he puts his time in, and he, because he, like, you know, he's not one of those big figureheads who are just, like, money, money, money. At the same time, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to make money, but I'm also going to make sure that this, you know, does well. You know, yeah. which you can't hate Seth Rogen for that. Like, even if you don't like his acting or his, the things he's been in, like you, you can't, you can't deny the fact that this man truly cares about his craft and his art. Like, it's fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, for sure. You might, yeah, you, or you might, might even like his politics, or like, or, his, or or even his house, or even his uh pottery stuff. But uh, no, <laughs> no, I. I <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna buy some shit in the future. Not not the vase, but more like just you know fucking, you know, smoking stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. 
but yeah. I heard I, I think I forgot who it was. Oh, I think it was uh, you know what it was it was uh Ike Barinholtz. You know, he was in neighbors, he played uh his friend in neighbors, he's almost he was a block he was one of the dads, he was the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the single dad Cock blockers. Rock. Yeah, 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 blockers. Yeah, but... And he tells a story about his dad. So like his dad um so he was I think about neighbors two or some kind of premiere that Seth Organ was in or he produced that Ike Barinholtz was in too. And um his dad came to the premiere as well. And you know, Seth Rogen, every premiere he goes to, I mean, even most told me the story one time that the Emmys is Seth Rogen was in the alley just smoking a joint, uh, or blunt, whatever. And um Ike Barron also tells the story of like how like his dad went to the premiere and he was and he was saying, Oh, Seth is there, like Oh, I want to try some of his weed. And Ike Barinholtz is like, no, dad, shut, do not do the, do not smoke his weed. Trust me, do not. He goes, no, no, no. And so like, so at the after party or whatever, and um, Ike, Ike Barinholtz's dad goes, please. And I goes, fine. One hit, dad. Just one hit. And he, so he sees his dad like light up with Seth Rogen or whatever. And then two hours goes by, him and his brother go, hey, where's dad at? And they went through like the entire hotel to find their dad. And like, they went through all these hotel rooms, whatever. They get to the last hotel room they haven't checked yet. And they see, they, and they see his, they see their dad in the chair. And all you hear is, I need, to, I need to go home now. I need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think it was on Kimmel or Fallon, but the way Ike tells the story, it's hilarious because he's like, he goes, "I told you, Dad, don't smoke Seth Rogen's space weed," and I was like, "Oh my God, I can't even imagine." Bro, I can't even imagine. Like, Seth Rogen smokes weed with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I mean, oh, the only God. other person, the only other person you don't want to smoke. Well, like you do want to smoke with them, but you gotta be careful. Uh, the only other person that's ever like smoke with Snoop Dogg that put him on his ass what was it Bob Dylan or some shit like that wasn't it or uh, it was uh it, it was a uh, uh Willie Nelson Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson yeah if you're new to the show I'm really bad with names get used to it <laughs> <laughs> what, there's gonna be Willie times Nelson? where you hear me be like Doug what was the motherfucking name <laughs> like uh but uh yeah, Willie Nelson, man. But other than that, like, I'd love to smoke with them in the future. But it'd be like, it when <laughs> I wouldn't stay, I wouldn't stay because I'd I'd be put on my ass nowadays. But like maybe back, you know, when I get my money right, I'll be smoking like I used to. So yeah, have your have your tolerance up too. <laughs> You yeah, know, my you, tolerance, my drinking tolerance, man. That shit needs to go too, man. So ashamed of myself. It reminds me. I remember in uh, the second TED where like they're uh, they're meeting uh, the the lawyer for the first time, and uh, and they're, just, they're smoking weed with her, and they and then she goes, yeah, oh, this yeah. Drink, the, <laughs> the, the drink's called uh, uh, help me get uh, how do I get home, whatever, and they smoke it, and like like they cut to Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's like, guys, on the wall, he goes, how do I get home? <laughs> <laughs> Help! And like they did a little montage of like them studying for like the, the their trial, or whatever. And they see him again on the wall, like help! How do I get home? I don't want. Wajai cracks me up so much. And I was like, I've seen something a million times, but it still makes me laugh every time I see it. And I'm like, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, man. Oh my goodness, oh my God. dude. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of funny movies, man, we're celebrating some really big anniversaries, man. So. I'm gonna start off with yes, this, one first. this one first. This is, this is kind of like oh, kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, dude, Scott Pilgrim turns 13 years old today, man. That's crazy. That movie turns 13 years old. I mean, it's such a beloved movie. But if you don't, again, if you remember, that movie came out 
and no one saw that movie. I mean, no one saw that movie when it came out. That movie was I, I saw big. that movie. Oh, I did too. It seems I did like too. it seems like we always go to movies that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah, dude. This seriously. is why we made this show. So y'all see movies. <laughs> oh, straight up. And, but movies like literally like everyone I've talked to, like you know, whether whether we when you and I were in high school, when I was interning, you know, when I was in London, when I was in LA, or even in college, everyone's like, oh, I fucking love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I was like, huh. And it's kind of like one of those kind of like hot rod where it's so beloved years later, like even more beloved years later, because it's like, I guess more people saw it as the years went on. But also I do think it came again. This is like back in 2010. And I mean, it's still kind of that way now with movies. If you have a movie coming out in the middle to end of August, chances are no one's seeing it because it's a really shit time for movies. People are going back to school. College is starting again. People are kind of ending their vacation. So like, unless you have a big movie coming out the first week of August, that's when you're kind of like, okay, cool. We'll bring some seats in. We'll bring some, you know, audiences and great. But really, it, when it when it, come, when it comes out like mid mid to end of August, you really have like right now, like there's nothing coming out right now, and it kind of shows of like, wow, there's like nothing coming out. It's kind of like the dead dead weeks of summer of like the last movie season, so of the movie summer movie season. So, yeah, man, thir- thirteen years later, man. I, again, I think this movie holds up. Would you Would you agree? I think this movie is just fucking phenomenal in every sense of the word. Whether it's the acting, my, my, uh, Edgar Wright's direction and writing, the humor, uh, the style, the, the high stylized action. It's just very just to me. Like you watch it over and over again, it never gets old for a movie that's been out for thirteen plus years. So, what do you think, my friend? Do you think it still holds up to this day? Oh yes, highly. You know, uh, it, it it was trending on TikTok for a while that people started bringing it up again, and I saw a TikTok about the um, what is it called, the vinyl for it. Uh, oh which yeah. is super expensive, and it's a super long expensive. wait time. A long wait time. It's it it slowly. It a lot of people didn't see it originally, but it slowly became popular over time. To now, where it's like a fucking you know name brand, you know a name movie that a lot of people know about and love. So yep. you know, like it still ha- it still holds up with our generation and the newer generation. You know, watching it for the first time, like it's still really really good. So yeah, that movie's great. It's funny. It, it, it's a lovable movie. Uh, you know, you, there's no real way you can truly hate that shit. You, you can't. Know? Yeah. You can't, and I tell you, and really, man, it shows like I don't know. I feel like Edgar Wright, who's done Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver, uh, Let's Eye in Soho, really, he's not, not not had a bad movie under his resume. And yeah, people talk about Christopher Nolan, Tarantino, Greta Gerwig, Jordan Peele, everyone. But I feel like you talk about Edgar Wright, really, he's not had a miss in his fucking filmography. And it just shows of like, wow, he's always he's always bringing something cool, new and fresh to the table. Whether it's Baby Driver, whether it's you know the the Cornetto trilogy with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and World's End, or again Scott Pilgrim, that was that, that was not a very well known uh, ma- uh, graphic novel, um, um, but he really kind of made something his own. And you you look back on it, you're just like, wow, 13 years later, it was ahead of its time. I truly believe it was ahead of its time. Um, you know, I think I, if it was at least maybe a few years later, it would have been like this huge thing. But I think came out just really at the at the wrong time, unfortunately, which kind of breaks my heart saying that thirteen years later. Yeah, so but you know it happens, and you know we we're here to push for people to go see movies, even if they don't, they're not sure they'll like it. It's fine if you don't, but you know, give movie chances. Uh, and you know, if you feel like it's good and other people are hanging on it for no reason, go see it anyways. You know, in Chicago, we had this weatherman, 
uh, on the what is it Channel Nine News WGN. Oh, the cr- yeah, the critic. Oh yeah, dude, the critic. The, yeah, Dean, the, who, Dean who was Dean also Richards. Dean Richards, Dean Richards. Who, yeah. did, who who did critics work on WGN. That's and right. He yeah. Would, he he and he would talk about movies like Despicable Me. He was like didn't like it, this and that. He gave it a low score. And me and Doug were like, we're going to go see it anyways. Because we didn't trust him. <laughs> like We didn't like his reviews. We loved a lot of the movies that he hated. And they some of the movies... He, <laughs> yeah, some of the movies he, 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 he doesn't... He, did, he liked. We, we liked hated. and others we hated. You know what I mean? So, Great like, records. you guys... Again, we always say, like, don't be afraid to voice your opinions to us oh, or yeah. to anyone in general. Or you know, what I'm saying, like, we're always telling you guys, go see a movie, whether other people like it or not. It's based off of your own opinion. Uh, uh you know, opinions are. Doug, you're always good. Fucking this saying. What what do you no, usually say? It's your opinions, or it's just like you. You let your move. I feel like you know, it's. All film is subjective. You can like a movie trip. It's you know, if you don't like something, it's fine. You shouldn't be chastised. We live in this era now. I think you talk about you, on the phone a few weeks ago. You and I, Joe, is like you know, being a movie fan is now a trend. And it's like you know, what happened to the era of like being like a genuine like, yo, I I love cinema. I love movies. I'll see anything. Now it's like, oh, I love movies too. The trend. It's more of a trend now. And it's like, and I kind of blame TikTok for that too. A little bit of social media. I know. I know. I do. I do. I definitely blame that for that. But you know, it's. We live, I think now more than again. Remember, we and Nick posted our review, our out of theater reaction for Indiana Jones, and we got shot on. Where they're like, "Oh man, fuck these guys," whatever. And me and Nick were like, "Okay, cool. You gave us the view. Thank you. <laughs> like, we appreciate the view, regardless. Like, it's 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 fine." But again, it's you know, we. I think now it's just like, it film is film and movies have become the thing of like, you didn't like this movie? How dare you? And it's like, okay, I didn't like it. So why? It's, again, it's fine. Or oh, I I liked. I liked again example. I again, as we all know, I liked the Suicide Squad 2016 version more than the more than the James Gunn one. People are like, "Are you insane? Movie is garbage." And I'm like, yeah, "Okay, so I can still like it. That's fine. I'm not, I won't judge you for something." But it's we live in this thing now. It's very kind of like again, film Twitter. It's just like man, like you say one thing is just like, oh my god, you, you get shot on. Like dude, they're going out, they're going after Bradley Cooper, man, for his nose and the and the Mastro um, trailer, which I'm is like, which is like, I like what he did because he decided to change, he decided to look. make a character and change his features for that character. It's not Bradley yeah. Cooper. It, you know what I it's mean? Not. Like, Brad Cooper's the actor, but he's not the character. And he wanted to make you see that, that this is someone fucking different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I love that, you know? So, like, again, don't don't be afraid. Don't follow the masses. You know, exactly. Follow your own yeah. heart. Because there, there are people who love the movie The Room. Not the disaster artist, The Room. You know, <laughs> they love that shit. The people have gone to theaters to see it, and they yeah. love it. They're like, "Yo, this movie's shit," but I love it. You know, what I mean, there's movies that your parents probably love, where you're just like, "Ugh," you know. And like, if you have kids, your kids probably love, and you're like, "Ugh." But you know, this is vice versa as well. You know, there's movies we love, and you guys are like, "They're fucking crazy." <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. it's all like, the time. yeah, we love these. 
movies, we don't give a fuck. Like, we, we love that you guys come and listen to us and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, whether you agree with us or not, we're going to love the movies. And we push you to go see movies that you love or you'll hate. It doesn't really matter. As long as you get out there and you, 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 you have your own opinion on the movie that isn't influenced by anyone else. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. It was it, no. It was said, my friend. Seriously, like a movie. Don't feel like peer pressure. Like, oh, I don't know. If you like, we don't like a movie. It's fine. Don't. You, again, it's the really. It's that's the beauty of film. Not all film works for you. Some do, some does. Some doesn't. That's okay. You know, it's what makes you happy. What you what you enjoy, and that's the only thing that matters. Um, speak, speaking of the remember, uh, sorry, I was going to make a comment. Remember that like being a nerd back in the day, like, like in star Wars, liking anime, like star Trek and this and that, that wasn't popular. A lot of people no. look at you crazy for being like, Oh man, I can't wait to like somehow make my own lightsaber at home. You know, this and that where it's like you were made fun of and this and that, like it wasn't being, it wasn't a popular thing. Like the movies no. were popular among the nerdy crowd but in general like it is now it was not liked you know what i mean a lot of people gave you shit for certain things that you liked back in the day that are really now very popular like i was made fun of for liking anime so much like people made fun of me it called me lame like i was a lame kid at school i don't give a shit you know what i mean where it's like now it's (sighs) widely liked so again like views on things changes over time and opinions on things changes over time, whether it's your own or they might stay the same forever. You never know. I still love Star Wars. I still love anime. That hasn't changed. Um, what I'm saying is don't let the masses stop you from enjoying something because now Star Wars is so huge. Star Trek is so huge. Anime is so huge. Back in the day... You know, there's probably people listening that were like, yeah, I got made fun of. And I don't give a fuck, because I loved it. So, do what you love. Like I said, Don't let other people bother you. Yes, sir. It's, again, it's like, when you knocked on the phone a few weeks ago, we literally said it's become now a trend. Like, and I think, I guess that TikTok has been really a big part of that, too. Social Mm -hmm. media in general, Twitter, Instagram, it's like... You know, if you're a film fan, you're a film fan. But I'll be one of those people who are like, yeah, I like movies and always talk about Marvel movies. Well, then you're not a movie fan. You're, you're a Marvel fan. And that's totally fine. Find, find, your, find your group. Find your kind of thing. But I think now it's like if you're a, of a film fan or a film buff and you only talk about DC or Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah, you're, I think you're Christopher Nolan. Sure, no, yeah, you're right. Sure, no, exactly. I'm the, I'm the man. But if you can't talk about those kind of movies, it's like, yeah, you are. You like those movies. But again, I think we see a lot of influencers and social media stars truly be like, "Hey, you know, this is it's it's again like I'm I'm a film fan. Look at me like as a badge almost. And it's like it's not a badge. It's it's, it's movies really kind of movies really define who you are. You know, like, you know, define who you are. Define like what you how you see life, how you see per- different perspectives. That's being a film being a film lover, film lover, in my in my in my personal opinion. But when you hop on, like, yeah, I'm gonna do this the trend, the trend, 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 trend. Yeah, trends are cool and all, but don't hop on the trend just to like again be with the masses, like you said, because you know why? It's you know there's so much more film out there than just Christopher Nolan movies or Star Trek or Star Wars or Disney or Marvel, whatever. If you really open up your catalog of stuff, and you know, and I've met so many people, whether working in film, working in entertainment, going to film school, whatever, even being in high school with you, the people like 
I only watch these kind of movies. Okay, that's fine. That's your that's your taste. That's your preference. But I do feel like you might. Yeah, exactly. Don't feel like you have to like. Oh, again, be go with the masses, whatever. But there's so much. There's so such great film out there that like even I for a while I was like I'm not gonna watch these kind of movies, and I was like, oh wow, like I'm like older, like way older movies, whatever. But if you if you open your eyes to certain things, you see more things. Kind of opens your kind of like your taste of stuff too. And it's really cool to have you kind of like your taste expand of like, oh, like I haven't seen this movie from the 70s or the 80s or stuff like that. Um, but also, again, like I said, too, you know, I had film classes too where like, oh, you like the Dark Knight? Are you pretentious? It's like, okay, bro, like, uh, kiss my Relax. ass. Like, 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 I'm like, okay, Shakespeare, shut the hell up. I'm like, in what, like, hit the road. I'm like, come on. So it's like, you shouldn't, don't, to your point, Joe, don't feel like it'd be put down put down like oh you like something that but also don't be the person that puts people down too like oh you like yeah. these movies and if nick was here and moses was here they would know who i'm talking about exactly don't be don't be <laughs> like those people that like oh you you like you like oh you like that movie or my my biggest thing my biggest pet peeve too i i really don't like this oh you like that movie that was so bad so stupid have you seen the movie no then why the fuck are you talking <laughs> like shut the hell up <laughs> see the movie first and then come back to me. I, re- I I don't know what it is about that when people say, "Oh, you liked Spider Man No Way Home?" Yeah, the movie was terrible. Oh, why? Why oh, see the movie? Then what the hell are you talking about? Then you didn't see the movie? Then so shut the fuck up. <laughs> like really, like shut the, don't shut the hell up. Like don't. Uh, I just really I, I I see that I see that a lot even in even at work even in interning in film school it was like, dude, like, oh, I hated this movie. Oh, I, right. I, I like to challenge people. I like to ask me, hey, what did it work for you? Mm-hmm. I want to hear your perspective. When they go, right. oh, I don't know, I didn't see it. Then, what? Why? Why do you feel the need to like be like that? You're just, you're just putting out something that I liked or I enjoyed. It's like, come on now, it just it really like, I don't know. It just really kind of it's very snobbish and it's very like, oh, like put it put you down. So I don't know. Don't be don't be don't, don't be that don't be that guy, pal. Don't be that guy. You know, it's don't be that guy. You it, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it's love what you want to love. Like I said before, where it's like yeah, exactly. Where it's like, dude, just enjoy it. Don't hate on it. You haven't enjoy seen it. it. You know what I mean? There's movies that I know for sure I win, like, and I don't go see it. And Doug knows this. Yeah. He's seen those movies where it's like, I don't, I feel like I won't like it. And, you know, I see it later on down the, the line, you know, probably when it's not in theaters anymore. But, you know, or sometimes I have seen it in theaters where it's like, I, I don't think I'm going to like this movie. And, you know, I was right. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, man, that movie was shit. Did you see it? No, not yet. Like, you know, just like, ah, I haven't seen it because I don't feel like I like it. You know, those, that's the thing where it's like, it's fine if you don't think you'll like it. Say that. But don't. Yeah. Don't don't discredit people without seeing it first. You know what I mean? Don't discredit it, and because that puts you know not only does that put off people from being wanting to go see it, but also it uh it also just sort of takes away from the people who did work on the movie. There's a lot of movies I've seen where I didn't like the movie, and me and Doug have had conversations about those movies. Where we were just like the film, the sim, cinematography was great, the writing was great, it was the acting that might have been, you know, or the story yeah. or whatever. Where it's like we still give credit to these people that worked real fucking hard on it. So don't okay. discredit someone just because you don't think you'll like it or you're someone you follow. That like if we don't like a movie, we we will tell you 
but check it out because you guys might like it. So don't yeah. don't take our word for a hundred percent and be like, fuck this movie, blah blah blah. Don't shit talk a movie unless you saw it and you fucking hate it. Then that's understandable. But exactly. Don't be that person. Yeah, you know I mean, exactly. still go see movies. Also, for the newer generation, go to an old store like a fucking thrift store and find a VHS and buy it and then watch old movies on it because it's still <laughs> pretty good quality not gonna lie i grew up on vhs yeah, honestly I've, I've watched vhs movies like we still have a vhs player here like oh, we nice. connect it and stuff they yeah we still have vhs like fucking old movies like fucking but uh, was it the the fucking dinosaur movie uh land before time um, <laughs> classic those are still classic 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 you know VHS movies still hold up. Like, you know, they're not the best. Like, they're not fucking 4K, blah, blah, blah. But they're still really well-made movies, and you'll like the quality. Fucking buy a VHS, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just want no, to yeah, throw that in there. No, 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 seriously. If you go to any kind of, like, record exchange, like, seriously, anything, it, it's cool to, like, see, like, what they still have in physical media. Like, thrift I went to some thrift store. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude, every thrift store I've been to. Thrift, man. thrift store oh, has God. so many vhs's man you know what i'm saying like we have vhs uh from from thrift stores constantly still you know we still got our old vhs like man i'm pretty sure we got i'm pretty sure we got the godfather on vhs that's that's cool i, I know my parents have yeah. vhs somewhere it's like you never know if you can like play just like the it's a, it's a it's a it's like a, it's like a blast from the past you go back in time we're like oh this is it's what it was like you know the the grain and everything you're putting it in it's Oh man, it's, yeah. it's but I I I'm I'm pushing for you guys to get VHS, you know, newer generation <laughs> to get VHS. You guys are probably like, what the fuck is a VHS? <laughs> I know I'm not that old, but I'm still that old. Um, you know, to see old movies is easier than try to find them on streaming service. Like literally, just go to a oh, movie exchange, yeah. go to a thrift store, buy VHS, buy some old VHS movies, even if they're not super popular movies, buy them, right? Buy them and watch them, <laughs> like because then it'll it'll just be easier to do that. Like you can honestly find like especially if like if you're a Disney kid, right, and you like want to see like Pocahontas or whatever, and I don't give a shit, like the old version, it's like fucking buy VHS. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, older, other older movies that you've never heard of. Like, go check them out. That's how you can broaden your spectrum of movies. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. That's why I'm pushing for people to buy VHS. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And you know me. Like, again, as you probably heard in other episodes, I still, to this day, to this day, I still, um, I still, I still buy, you know, man, I haven't been bought as much because I've been trying to, like, save a bit money, especially with moving. Was, like, you know, I still... Right. You know, it's not as big as it used to be. I think, you know, when I moved to Phoenix, even living in Chicago, still, like I used to go to used to go to Best Buy all the time. I used to buy a few DVDs here and there, but now it's becoming more of like you can buy them on Amazon mostly, or you can buy them on eBay, or go to, yeah, like Joel said too, go to like, uh, go to um, Goodwill, or go to a record exchange. Like, you know, in Phoenix, we have Zia's. But if you go to like really quick, looking for in your area, whether it's Bull Moose, Zia's, or, um, you know, there's certain places in, in each state you should not have like, People sell their own movies. You get you can get like a brand new 4K for like five dollars, or a lightly used 4K for five dollars. Whether it'll go to a bookstore too, like half price books in your area, stuff like that across the country. It's so cool. Like what you might find. Like I found some like really cool stuff. I like wow, 
this this is out of print for years. I, I, I almost paid uh, scalper price for this or reseller price for this. It's insane. So you never know what you might find, which is really cool. It's the hunt. I remember during I remember even during COVID, so I'll be like, cool, like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to Goodwill, I'll go to this record exchange, see what I can find or whatever, and see what I can pick up because it's like you know people are giving people are giving up physical media more and more with the with streaming still kind of being on the rise. Even though I don't really support streaming as much anymore, uh, but it's it's really cool to see like you know again you never know what you might find and having collections is really cool because again like Skynet and Terminator, if one day all the all the streaming services go down, what are you gonna have? VHSs like Joel said or DVDs or <laughs> DVD, Blu-rays? Yeah, they're gonna be there, man. It's still the most reliable most reliable thing, and to this day, like I will literally I will literally go out of my way to go to my ro- other room. Get the out, out of the shelf, put it in my Xbox or or PlayStation, or if you have a physical player, the actual 4K player, great, awesome. Or you you can even go to Goodwill, dude. I used to have Goodwill on Tuesday or Monday, whatever, and I saw people are giving up these like really good 3D Blu-ray 4K players at Goodwill for like 20 oh, bucks. Dude, remember the fucking the ones that you could put like five to six fucking discs in them? Yeah, man. So dirt cheap, man. Remember when Crazy. we were young, we were like, man, yo, uh, growing up, that shit, you were like, damn, your parents must have put a lot of fucking money on this because that shit was yeah. cheap. <laughs> now oh. it's cheap. <laughs> like, fucking, what the fuck? Dude, straight straight up, man. It's really look now. It's like it's really become this thing. I'm like, wow, this is like you can do this for like nothing. Cost you maybe a couple of bucks. If even like you're not gonna be breaking the bank, so I don't know, man. It's it's really it's really cool to like, you know, it's just yeah. It's again, it's 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 the physical media of like you never know. This might this will never go away. I mean, the VHS DVD might break down after 20, 30 years, but if you're lucky enough, it'll be with you the rest of your life because again, the beauty of physical media is that's always gonna be with you no matter if someone takes something off of a streaming services because you know they're not with the times, quote unquote, with the times, or you know um, they're just pulling off because they're not, they're not, they're not they don't want to pay the licensing fee to put on the streaming services. Guess what? That DVD, VHS, Blu-ray will always be there no matter what. So you you also, never. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is just a PSA for anyone who is a fucking reseller. You better not fucking oh, run this for people. God. Fuck you, Dude, you piece of started. shit. You piece of shit. You know how many great movies we can't fucking get because you want to resell it for a ridiculous amount because you're just like it's retro. It's old. Fuck you, piece of shit. Stay away from our fucking movies. Dude. Dude, seriously, like I, I got into like I got you know I me, mean, I got really got into collecting really more in college, and I was just like yeah. looking around you like were oh in high school man high school too I, I high school too high school dude you showed me that store off of uh, what was it the blue uh, line yeah, Damon, yeah, right? yeah 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 the blue cool line yeah. Damon. it's like a few, few blocks right from the blue line Damon. it's still there just in a different location so if you guys are movie people and you guys are being like what the fuck go Damon blue line walk down where all the fucking stores are, you know what I'm saying? Like, towards, what is it? Insomnia Cookies. Yeah. Go past the Insomnia Cookies, and you'll eventually find it. There's an old retro gaming store. Go a little further, you'll find that fucking movie place. Anyways, it's still there. It's called The Exchange. It's still there. Yeah, The, the Exchange. exchange. The cool exchange. store. Yes. It's a very cool this store. This motherfucker put me on to that place. I haven't been in ages, but I do really need to go once I get yeah. down in. Uh, there's old movies there, man. You to you like, bro. I was in that neighborhood so long. Like you, 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 and you're the one that put me onto that store. You're like, bro, there's a store over here, and then they moved to the the location that they're at now, which is even bigger, which you showed me, and which is like 
literally like across the street, like a few stores down, uh, which is like so huge with old movies for cheap is great. Fucking love it. You can buy so much stuff. Yeah, man. I remember you, me, and Sebastian went there one time. And yeah, dude, it was. Yeah, they, I'm glad. I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad they beat. I'm glad the COVID didn't get the best of them. I'm glad they're still there because it's a really, really. They have like their collection is absurd of stuff. Yeah. Man. And again, if you're again if you're um, in the Phoenix area, like how I am, the Z is the place to go. Um, Asylum Records is a cool place to go. But yeah, Zia's really has some cool stuff. You're just like, or oh, Half Price Books and Bookman's, I recommend in the Phoenix area because there's so many, like, they have rows upon rows upon rows of stuff that I've gotten. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm buying stuff that's like being resell- resold for for like hundreds of dollars, maybe for 20 bucks, 30 bucks top. I never paid more than that ever. And I'm just like, wow, it's absurd. But yeah, like Joel said, if you're in the Chicago area, the Exchange is a really cool store that has a huge catalog of stuff. It's like, wow. This is absurd. It's crazy what they have, man. Seriously. But yeah, I, I, really, I really hope that, you know, if you get into collecting, it's fine. But it's a, it's a cool collecting. But Wait, isn't the exchange a video game place? Yeah, they have video, yeah, video games, CDs, vinyl, music, DVDs, they have everything. Oh, yeah. They have everything, yeah, I man. About it's that. a cool. Yes, it's sir. right off Damon. Literally, you go you're off the Damon Blue line, there's literally. You literally go, go down the street. It's Crumble Cookies. Crumble Cookies is right there. You said it, man. Crumble, and right across from it is the Exchange, man. And it's still there all those years later. It's just a really cool store. Um, and I, I, I remember you know you remember my hunt. I remember uh, I think it was, you know, my hunt for this one too. It was I got more into collecting like steel books, which are kind of like really cool, like packaging for movies. You can buy them in 4K or Blu-ray. And these used to be mm-hmm. these used to be like kind of mass market a lot more. People weren't buying them as much, but now like as the years went on, they became more valuable. Everyone wanted steel books; they're really cool designs because like they have cooler different designs more than like their standard 4K and Blu-ray. And I got more into them maybe college, sophomore years or junior year. And I didn't get yeah, you're a college kid; you don't have money. You you're broke. You don't have a lot of stuff to do. You get a lot of money to pay for it for buying movies and books, or whatever. So I didn't buy stuff as much. Cause I was like, again, I don't have a job, so I don't like save my money. And the Blade Runner twenty four nine came twenty four nine came out. I was obs- I I was obsessed with that movie that came out. I still am. I love that movie so much. And they had a really cool steel book for it. And I don't know what steel book was. I was getting new to collecting whatever, but everyone wanted this one. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And this this thing went away like just like that. I'm like, whoa! Like they went away so fast. And <laughs> Jabo knows that I was on eBay and Mercari for months of like you know like or amazon like looking do i buy the resale price for 100 bucks and him or joe was like don't do it don't do it you're better than this don't don't buy that i was like <laughs> i can't I, like, I gotta buy i gotta buy it please i'm like i gotta buy it. and i waited for like literally months and it wasn't until maybe like seven months after it came out i got it for like reason i got it for like i bought it for like a resale price that was reasonable like maybe like maybe five bucks above market price which is fine I, five bucks yeah five bucks was, was one thing but like I wouldn't. I get. I almost thought about paying hundred bucks over the retail price, but it was like I don't know. Maybe bought it for like 30, 40 bucks, and I I sold my collection. My most probably my most prized possession in my collection of steel books. Uh, no, I got a few other ones maybe up there too. But that's one my it's probably my favorite one because I was like I went through hell and back just to find this one. And I'm so proud of that having that because it's a fucking cool ass steel book. If you're if you're for listener for listeners, look up the Blade Runner 2049 4K steel book. It's the gray front with Ryan Gosling with a, uh, his car. And the bag is Harrison Ford. It's an orange background with Harrison Ford with a gun. It is fucking beautiful. It's a work of art, and it's such a cool one to have. So, if you're going to collecting, like we we we, like we both recommend, have a budget. Stay within that budget. It's it's a very cool, 
really cool hobby. I recommend this guy on YouTube and a podcast named uh, Films at Home. Uh, dude from Boston. Uh, he's uh, no Boston, maybe East Coast. He has little small channels during COVID. Like he would, but yeah, he's a collector himself. He has home theater set up, whatever. He has a whole collection of stuff. He's a horror guy. Listen to his YouTube and TikToks and um, podcasts because this dude really knows everything about home home theater, physical media, collecting. He all the updates of like, hey, like this is on sale now. Go get this, whatever. It films at home. Yeah, named Jeff. He's a really cool dude. I've been following him for a while now. Um, I highly recommend listening to his channel because he really knows. Like, he's gonna almost like, it's kind of like a, like a dictionary or like a manual how-to guide to physical media, VHS, Blu-ray player, 4K, DVD, and he knows everything. And I follow the guy. Literally, I watch all his videos. He knows so much. It's really cool to follow his um, kind of his growth because during COVID, he's kind of like the small YouTube channel. Now he has over like a hundred thousand subscribers. He kind of he, he, his channel blew the fuck up during the pandemic. But he's really cool inside the commentary on certain movies. Should you buy an upgrade for a 4K of an older movie? Should you not? Should you wait on Keep the Blu-ray. He's in really cool comparison videos, too. So, yeah, Films at Home, Jeff. Really cool uh, uh, page to follow. He knows a lot of stuff about home video and uh, uh, physical media. With, yes, that, with that said, another, another one before our review tonight. Well, my review tonight. Dude, one of our favorite movies. A movie that is so controversial, quote-unquote, to this day, and Tropic we still called it every day. Tropic Thunder turns 15 years old, my friend. 15 God years damn. old, 15. And... Man, that's crazy. So that means I was 12 when that movie came out, man. God, yeah. Damn. And I, <laughs> I was late to the game seeing that because I was, yeah, wasn't I was old enough to watch it. I think I watched it on maybe on my iPod Touch or my iPad when I was like. I want to say 13, 13, maybe, maybe 12, 13. I remember my dad watching and he goes, no, 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 you gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. I'm like, what? It's what? what? And so I, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it, but I remember watching it on my iPad when I was like 13, 14 high school, maybe middle school. And everyone was telling me, oh yeah, you gotta watch Tom Cruise. And I was like, I remember the movie. I was like, Tom Cruise was in this movie. And sure enough, with the credit kind of credits, it was like Tom Cruise is Les Grossman. And I said, yes. no, way, that's Tom Cruise. I was like, no way, that's Tom Cruise. And I knew. I knew Downey Jr. was Kirk Lazarus, obviously. Because I remember, I think, I think yes. the, the picture, there's a picture of me when I was a kid at the movie theater, and the the poster behind me. I, I have this picture somewhere. I found it, it, it's my parents' like photo album, whatever. But literally, there's a picture of me, and the background is this black dude, like had a crazy look on his face and smiling with a cigar in his mouth, and it says Downey Jr. And I was like. That is an Iron Man. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what?" And this would be I, yeah. When, when you're when you're ten, when I was ten when that came. Yeah, you were twelve. I was ten when that came out, and I was like, "What?" I mean, I, I, I saw Iron Man with my grandma. That's not him. And I was like, kind of like blown away. And I was like, "What?" Then I watched the movie two or three years later, and I remember watching it on my iPad, and I was just like, "Holy shit! This movie is some, this movie is something else." Um and uh, yeah, damn, I, I did I did see it in theaters. Sadly, my parents didn't take me to that one, uh, but we did buy the DVD. So I had the DVD. I think I still have the DVD. I don't remember, but uh, oh, fucking dude, I would have that movie on repeat because I would die fucking laughing. <laughs> I would die laughing. You know what I mean? And, and eventually, oh. me, you start quoting it, just like. 
What you mean, you people? What you mean, you people? How he goes? We're supposed to be a unit. Fuck my unit. Fuck my unit. Oh, our our favorite one, which is obviously a fucking Tom Cruise, is just like, all right, what's your name? We're crouching dragon. All right, crouching fuck face. Take a big step back and literally. Fuck your own, fuck your own face! <laughs> I'm talking scorched earth, motherfucker. motherfucker. I will massacre you. <laughs> I, I will fuck you up. And he goes, "We gotta negotiate with terrorists." They all start clapping. Oh, yeah, wait, why do you say? He's like, "Oh yeah, go fuck yourself, motherfucker." Or was it suck a bag of dicks or something? Like, what was it? No, he goes. Uh, oh yeah, he goes. No, he goes. He goes, how about, how about I gave you a hobo's dick cheese instead? Thanks, skin the bastard. Go to town. Go to town, man. He goes, as you always, go fuck this up. Hangs out and go, we don't, we don't negotiate. We negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> starts clapping. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Bill Hader's like, in it. Love that, man. Bro, Bill Hader playing his assistant is literally the funniest thing ever because Bill's doing this kind of like, oh, yes, this kind of like, kind of like, Hollywood voice in a way, and it's so funny. Cause you're just like you're, you're in this room with less, with Tom Cruise being being this kind of maniac character, and in the back is this t- Bill Hader's being assistant, like mm, yes, and there's a little kind of voice he's doing, and it's <laughs> so funny seeing Bill Hader react off of Tom Cruise. Because again, if people people I mean there's people that says on, on record, people walking down the theater and saying. Where's Tom Cruise? That wasn't Tom Cruise. Who's that? Who's this? Who's this balding dude with these fat hands and this like and really bad, like, really <laughs> bad like beard and glasses? And it's crazy to think that again. If you listen to an interview with him on, I think it was on, I think it was on BBC One in London, as well as Conan. Tom Cruise says because Ben Ben Stiller and him are good friends, and Ben's like, just be you. And Tom Cruise, nah, man, I gotta have fat hands, and I'm gonna dance. <laughs> and <laughs> Get, get, get Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, man, really says, "No, no, no, no. I want to be. I want I want to have fat hands. I'm gonna dance." And Tom Cruise says he took weeks, if not months, of hip hop dance classes. And it shows in that movie that in the end credits and the, during the scene where they're playing "Low" by Flo Rida, Tom Cruise is busting his ass. He's dancing, man. This man is dancing pretty good. And you hear the context now. I'm just like, wow, Tom Cruise literally a wanted all these prosthetics, the fat hands. And he took hip hop dance classes. I'll tell you, man, this man is a perfectionist, and it works because his performance might be the best. Honestly, again, I wouldn't call it a Tom Cruise movie, but you can't tell me it's probably one of his best performances of all time. Like oh, it's yeah, so fact. quotable, and it's really just—it's something special. You're like, wow, well, I wish Tom Cruise could do that again, maybe down the road, in his, maybe in the future, or whatever. Because it's such a different—it's a huge departure from Ethan Hunt, Jack Reacher. Uh, Maverick, whatever, Oblivion, Collateral, and it really came out of nowhere. And again, too, you know, again, I, I, if you now that was back in the era too, where marketing for movies were great because they didn't show you shit. Yeah. They showed you here's a here's a quick premise. You got Jack Black, you got Downey Jr., you got Ben Stiller. Cool. They didn't show they did not show Tom Cruise at all in the marketing, and that not to me once. is g is genius genius and i'm like wow i'm again i feel like if i saw that in theaters when we it now our age right now i would have been like yo shout out to the studio the ben seller being like hey we're not putting that putting that in the trailer because that's a huge reveal and again and i feel like again it's on record so many people have said 
I was at the premiere for that movie. I walked out. I was like, wait, where was Tom Cruise? And I was, I was, I was on my iPad. I was like, yeah, where is Tom Cruise? And it's so really so smart how Ben Ben and every one of them just kind of like kept that a secret and how well that Tom Cruise kind of like lost himself in that role. But again, how I asked you about Scott Pilgrim 15 years later, I think you and I agree. You would agree this movie still holds up, right? Oh, yeah. The movie's fucking great. It holds up. Is it acceptable nowadays? Absolutely not. No, people can't stand it. it it's still controversy. It is still, like, people have tried getting canceled, and Robert Downey Jr. canceled while, you know, you know, uh, while I'm just like, no, it's fine. No. Uh, and, you know? And no, who was exactly. it? was Jamie Foxx, right? Who's Who told him, like, it was, or who, who was it? Jamie Foxx, so Jamie Foxx literally, like, uh, Jamie Foxx had, well, J- Jamie Fo- Joe Rogan had Jamie Foxx on first, while Jamie Foxx and RDJ are, like, our boys, like, like, best friends, and mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx goes, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, how dare you steal these roles from black people? <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes, he goes, man, you can't, because, but, but already, but Jamie Foxx, again, this is what I think the beauty of the movie is, this movie, again, I, th- oh, God, the, Podcast I listen to called Double Toasted. These two, these two guys out of out of Austin. They are like movie commentators. They're critics. They're they're really smart guys. They're super super funny, and they did a full 15 year anniversary recap of the movie on Monday. Highly recommend watching their video about it. And they're both uh, middle aged black dudes from from Austin, and they're saying this movie's fucking hilarious. And it still holds up because again, the beauty of Tropic Thunder is that they're not making fun of people or saying yeah, yeah you yeah, yeah you can do blackface. They're saying this is how this is how stupid actors can be for thinking they yeah. thinking they can do this. Like so many yeah. actors think I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. I can play someone. I can play someone mentally challenged. I can play someone. I can play a white guy being blackface. And they're literally making the movie's a satire, a commentary on actors think they can do whatever the hell they want and get away with it and win awards right. for it. Yeah, and really. Where... The... Go ahead. It, it was just it, it was. The the whole movie is making fun of people who think they can get away with it, like you know, pretending yeah. to be special needs and you know, blackface, because that is in itself controversy. Like we're still finding yeah. out, like certain actors did blackface. Which last night, not gonna lie, I found out the girl that did Dorothy in the OG uh, fucking Wizard of Oz movie either a year before or the year after did a blackface. And, like, I have a screenshot of that. i got to send that to you. Oh, I think I already did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Did blackface for a movie. <laughs> Where it's, like, back in the day, but also, like, early 2000s, you know, they were it, still it, doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah, where, yeah. like, you know, there's these actors and celebrities who, who have done it that they don't want to talk about now, but they did it that have not been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they should, but... Yeah. But like you know, if you look back into the past of some celebrities, you'll you'll be uh, surprised. So you know they were making fun of that one, you know. And Robert Downey Jr., you know, he talks about now where he's like, like he 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 was like he didn't say yes right away. Like no, no. I'm pretty sure it was Jamie Foxx who told him like, yeah, do it. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's okay. Where it's like it's funny, it's satire, and like. You know what I mean? Like, like Robert Downey Jr. was not, like, certain about it back then. And he, he's definitely, like, he's, like, couldn't do it now. But, like, even back then, he was, like, I don't, I don't think, like, he was, un, he was very doubtful that it, it, it'll, it'll go okay. And it did. You know, a lot of people find it funny. It's satire. It's great. You know, uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a, still a great fucking movie. I'll be watching it when I'm older, <laughs> you know. 
Like, it, it's, I will feel like I will forever quote this movie. You know, it's like me and you watching Jay and Silent Bob. You know what I mean? Oh, like, we yeah. still quote that. <laughs> like, it, oh, it, it, it's all, you know, facts. You know, it's, uh, it holds up because of the comedy format and what they did within it, which was really smart and just overall great. You know, you, yeah. No, dude, it's it really again. What's about the Judy Garland thing? Those guys in Double Toasted literally brought that up too because they were because they were saying they were like, yeah, that's mockery. That's mockery for sure. Downey right. Jr. was playing a the way playing a character that was again they were making they were making fun of actors. The message was actors think they can do this, and there's no consequences for this whatsoever. And it really right. shows, yes, it's like when, when, yeah, if you listen to Joe Rogan too, when Downey Jr. had Joe Rogan, when Joe Rogan had Joe, RDJ on a few years ago, Joe Rogan says, can you do that today? Can you, can you do that movie today? And right up, RDJ goes, you could do it. <laughs> sure. Is it smart? <laughs> no, no, it's not. But really, the beauty of that movie is like, it's really showing like, really like how like, yeah, times have changed. That movie 15 years ago, but like, still, you're right. Early two thousands, actors still thought they can do that stuff and get away with it. Like, yeah, it's not, there's no yeah. issue to it. And again, he's not he's not he's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing to mock anybody or do a heart, harm anybody. It's literally make, making a statement of like actors can do this. Yes, you cannot. Twenty twenty three. Hell no. Hell no. You can make that movie whatsoever, or even in the no, past ten years. Not. not at all. But it came out at a time. Well, a it was a big risk too because that was the same summer as Iron Man. <laughs> Crazy, because remember, Danny Jr. had 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 problems with alcohol and drug abuse. He was out of in out of rehab. He was in jail a few times, and that was on its comeback tour of like, "Hey, I'm sober now. I'm becoming a better person. I'm 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 back to being a leading man." And again, as we all know too, when they're making Iron Man, the studio said, "No, no, 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 no. Hell no, hell no. We don't want him either. We do not want him. Get him out of here. Get him out of here." And John Favreau pushed him because, "No, no, this is our guy." This is our guy. And Kevin Feige, who now is the head of the Mar- Marvel Studios, also goes, you want, okay, John, I, believe, I believe John Favreau. I think, he's, I think if he believes RDJ is our guy, he's our guy. And sure enough, look what happened. That movie got RDJ back in his career, got back in his career, one of the biggest actors of all time now. But again, literally two months later, out comes Tropic Thunder. A complete, complete 180 to Iron Man. And again, you still watch, you're just like, that's still Downey Jr. That's, that's Robert Downey Jr., and he plays it so good. And there's so many actors, again, people that like, had defended him. I think Sam Jackson defended him, too. Where oh, people yeah, defended him. Too, yeah. But what the guys at Double Toast said the other day, too, they were saying that, like, every year, the new generation saying, we should cancel this movie. This movie's offensive. Cancel it. It's like, oh, here we go. Like, here we go. Like, he, here's the thing, you know what I mean? Where it's like, Robert Downey Jr. knew that it was a risk. Two... Huge actors, not white actors, not Asian, not Hispanic. Two black actors who are still loved to this day and will forever be loved even after their death. Who would slap the shit out of someone. 100%. If if they did uh, something like that, told him to do it and said it was hilarious. It's okay. Samuel L. Jackson and Jamie Foxx, who also told... Uh, what's his fucking name? Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, we yeah. Go. Leo DiCaprio. That this is an old movie. This is you know not historically accurate, but it's a movie about the past. Say the N word. They are actors. They understand the assignments. They explain why they. You know what I mean? 
It's like don't don't take into arms like we got like when it's certain assignments. I don't want to say that. Because <laughs> then I'm just saying like certain, no certain projects. Certain, certain projects. projects. They've been like, all right, that's understandable. You know what I mean? Like with the was it the black uh, Klansman? You know what I mean? I'm driver says the n word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and you have that Spike, was understandable. You have Spike Lee. You have Spike Lee directing you, and Spike Lee is give. Is Spike Lee has written this script too? Again, you're in good. I think you're in good hands with Spike Lee, who's one of the most prominent black filmmakers of our time, if not all time. And again, you you are in the hands of a master like Spike Lee, who's really directing you in a way of like, hey, you, again, no one's hitting you for this. You're playing it. You're playing a character during a time when the KKK was really prominent and really, you know, powerful. It's you know, you're playing you're playing a is a historical thing. Like I said, historically accurate, like Django, no. But to be fair, Black Klansman is based on a true story of um, yeah. Ron Stallworth, who who as a black First black uh, detective, uh, detective in Colorado Springs was infiltrating the Ku Klux Klan. Again, it was a very big time where it was the KKK was very just like powerful and they were on the rise, stuff like that. You're, and, but you're to your point, you're right. Adam Driver, was, Adam Driver had that with playing a character as a cop. But again, you have Spike Lee directing you and having you yeah. in his circle as an actor. Again, as a again we do not support racism or anything like that obviously um but when it comes to just movies like that like you have to be understanding of what it was you know what i mean and like doug said earlier like the the movie was satire you know which yeah. got proved by samuel jackson and jamie fox who find it fucking hilarious you know yeah Exactly, and you know what? Another thing too, I'm going to say too. People, I think people can be angry about it. Absolutely, people can be angry. That's your right. Yeah. That's your given right. That's your given right. People can be angry about it. And the guys, the Toast said, "Yeah, no, you're right. You can, you can be, you can be angry. You can be angry. You can definitely be angry about it because you, as, as you're right, like, my you're girl don't like, like it. You know, that, like that's, my, that's fine. My ex, yeah, yeah, and and, that, and that's fine. And that's totally fine because you know that's what? It's, it's, again, and also I'm a white dude too. So again, I don't know. Again, I don't know how that feels. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> not. Yeah right. Yeah, why do I'm I'm a white dude from Chicago. I don't know how that feels whatsoever too. But again, it's I think that movie has really stood up against 15 years of like every year the new generation that comes up and kind of like um, talks about it obviously and is 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 either introduced to it or talks about it too. Um, But um, you know, it's a movie that really kind of again it movie kind of it was a period of time where yes, like you said, you could not do that and also. And never, never, also, it's kind of saying too, this was never right. No actor should, no actor should have done blackface. There was that movie also says too, like oh. this, 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 this was never right in the, to begin with, or it never, right. it never, it never was, it never is, never will be. And yeah, that's because that, that's smart of that movie. That movie show again, even Bessler playing a like, man with special needs. That's showing, I'm making fun of how many how many actors have won Oscars for that too. And, yeah, yeah. And, and where you're just like yeah, right. you shouldn't have. No, yeah, and I again, mean. and it'll be to until uh, this day. It's very important. I'm talking about this day today too. Representation matters, whether you're yeah. black, Hispanic, Asian, trans, again, a woman, everything. It, you it, know, it, it's, with special needs. It matters. 
It's like Dying Knoxville. You know, well, that one was a good movie. Uh, when he did the special needs movie, he, he got real special yeah, the needs ringer. people for it. Yeah. Huh? Yep. The ring. What was it called? Yeah, the, 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 the ringer. The ringer? That's what it was called? Yeah, the, yeah the, but the Special Olympics, yeah. Yeah, there you go. The, the ringer, ring. which, yeah. you know, by the way, he's still friends with one of the actors, the one with uh, Down Syndrome and the glasses. He, I forget his name. I feel so bad. Uh, I'm not good with oh. names, people. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's still <laughs> friends with them. He even brought him on to Jackass, you know what I mean? To yeah. help him do things. Ed- Edward... Uh, Edward uh, Bar Benel. Oh, right. He's right. He yeah. was in Workaholics too. Was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like he, they, you know, like movies like that, where it's like they're they're showing you what there's movies that show you what you shouldn't fucking do. You know, like making fun of people for doing those things, and then another movie that gives representation to people that truly need it. You know what I mean? With yeah. special oh, needs and everything, and like, Lati- you know, what I mean, like, it wasn't only blackface. Like Latinos got the, you know, we had white actors playing Latinos too, you know, and comedians oh, yeah. love, comedians loved doing, you know, Latino shit back in the oh, day, yeah. you know, <laughs> stereotypical, you know, especially yes. the, like, you know, like the where like comedy shows or stand up or skit shows where you you know they they did like latinos where you know it was not good representation so you know oh, yeah. and then there's people that later on made fun of you know so yeah, yeah. oh absolutely dude I, i'm really glad you brought up the black clansman that movie's fucking phenomenal i think that's spike lee's best Fantastic. movie yeah. great movie it's such a good movie and i feel like the movie gets kind of like forgotten but you know it won a couple oscars but yeah, man. I movie, didn't, I didn't yeah. see it for a while. You were telling me about it for so long. You're like, bro, you gotta go see this movie. Well, and I was like, uh, was like we were... <laughs> I, I, and I, that was at the time where I wasn't Chirac. seeing anything. Uh, yeah, plus Chirac. We had Chirac and our bad taste in our mouth. We were like, uh, that was the only movie we ever walked out of. By the way, and we saw Lucy. We saw Lucy and Spring Breakers. Oh, Spring Breakers! That shit, such a bad. Thing. People love that movie. I'm like, that movie was absolute dog shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> Anyways, so bad, yeah, yeah, that was. But like, I saw it eventually. I was like, damn, you're. I actually saw it because of you, because of your voodoo. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's. I I'm watching it in London. I, saw it. I was like, you know what? I didn't see it in theaters. I think I was busy with stuff, and it, it left. And it didn't do well. And I watched it in London. and I was like, holy shit, this movie's fucking phenomenal. I I think it's Spike Lee's best work. I mean, I, I love yeah. doing the right thing, but really, man, the the way that Spike was able to capture like what what a hero Ron Stallworth is, and he's the first black detective in Colorado Springs, and what he's able to do to bring the bring the that area of the KKK down is phenomenal. I I, I, I want to read his book to me because that to me is just like it sounds, it sounds like a hero. And it's kind of like what he did to like kind of like risk his life and risk his kind of just like his cover too. It's just like a it's just a crazy true story. But I heard the book's phenomenal too. But yeah, I I think what Ron Stallworth did is just like just heroic. But it's just really good. I yeah, I just want to read his book for sure. But yeah, quick shout out of the Black Panther yeah. because I think that's Spike Lee's best best work as a filmmaker. But tonight, obviously, we had we do have a review to get to tonight, and this week's review is. 
the dog, rated R, raunchy, rated R, hard R, rated comedy of Strays, which stars Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, Isla Fisher, and Randall Park. Um, if you're one of the lucky people that got to see this movie uh, through the screening, th- thanks to our good friends at Frost Communications. Um, this was a very movie that, you know, a lot of people were talking about it. Like, you know, how's it going to, it's a rated R dog movie. How's it going to do? How's it going to hold up? It's very raunchy. Um, it's basically, a, basically, to sum up for you guys, basically, uh, Reggie, voiced by the one and only Will Ferrell. Uh, his owner, played by Will Forte, also named Doug. And when when they say name Doug in the movie, Nick started cracking up laughing. He goes, oh, hell no. Um, and sure enough, uh, Doug is the, probably the worst owner you'll, you'll ever meet, dog owner you'll ever meet. He's a scumbag. He's high all the time. He just He's a really just jerk. So he abandons poor little small Reggie, play, again, played by voiced by Will Ferrell. And he's now a stray, and he meets fellow strays, and kind of like they kind of show them, show him the kind of the walks of life of being a stray. But Reggie's new goal is to go back to Doug, and, and I re- this is the trailer, quote unquote, bite his dick off. <laughs> that is the premise of the movie, my friends. That's it. And you know what? The trailers didn't tell me. I was like, okay, Jimmy Fox, again, Jimmy Fox in it, who I love Jimmy Fox so much. Will Ferrell's in it. I love Will Ferrell as well, but he hasn't had a good movie in a while, if you ask me. I mean, he's, he's good in Barbie, but that wasn't his movie, really. And I was like, I don't know. A rated R, raunchy movie about dogs. And I was just like, I don't know. Like, the trailer didn't, trailers didn't sell me whatsoever. And I was like, uh, okay. And they got pushed back from May to, I want to say May to uh, tomorrow, August. And I was like, uh oh. It got pushed back. Is that a good sign? I don't know. And I was like, all right. So. Again, we, we, did the, we did the promotion for this movie, all the screenings out here in Phoenix, and then me and Nick went to the screening last Wednesday, and Nick was kind of like, yeah, we'll see, you know, going into it. I'll tell you what, Joe, me and Nick found this movie fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. I Going in with low expectations, that was definitely the right, right thing. The movie starts, me and Nick are busting out laughing, cracking up. We're like, oh, okay, you know, you know what you're in for right away. And the jokes do not stop. The whole movie, again... For an hour and a half, again, first off, it's an hour and a half, really quick paced movie. I love the, as most comedies should. The jokes do not stop coming. And really, what kind of sold me, too, is that there are some really, again, if you're a dog lover, you'll love this movie despite the raunch and how crazy it is. Because every dog in this movie has a moment to shine. And I'll tell you what, too, the, anim, the quote unquote animation, hybrid live action animation, looks really good. Uh, dogs, they're. Obviously, dogs on lo- being filmed on location, obviously. But when they when they move when they move the mouth, obviously it's all CGI. You can hear Will Ferrell's voice. You can hear Jimmy Fox. You can hear um, Isla Fisher in Randall Park. But man, I have I was having the time of my life in this movie. I was cracking up. Nick and I were cracking up laughing too. There's so many funny jokes that I can't. I, can't, I don't want to spoil for you or our audiences. That really had me cracking up laughing. Like I was laughing more than I probably should have personally. But man, I thought this movie was hilarious. The story itself is nothing special. I'll be honest with you. It's kind of like the, okay, like kind of like road trip slash buddy slash revenge movie. It's okay. The story itself was kind of weak, if you ask me. I think that was kind of the weakest part of the movie itself. I was like, okay, he wants to get back to his old owner and just bite his dick off. Okay, that's it. Not much to the story whatsoever. But the journey itself is what sold it to me because these four dogs go through so much weird shit that me and Nick are like, wow. They're actually doing this, and it's working, and it's cracking us up. Jamie Foxx, to me, is the big MVP standout, for sure. He plays a little kind of little, little like, pip, little, like um, not pip, a little bulldog named Bug. And I, I love Jamie Foxx, and you know it's him. 
Jamie Foxx trying to play this tough guy, voicing this little little tiny bull, little tiny bulldog, is the funniest thing because he's by dogs are bigger than him. The, uh, dog, the dog being played by Will Ferrell is a little bit bigger than him, maybe almost the same size. But it's so funny hearing Jimmy Fox trying to be like, you know, tough and like, yeah, and street and this small ass fucking bulldog. And it's cracked me up because like he's saying some things about, you know, like uh, about food and about, you know, when you get food, you drink some beer, you know, like uh, p- pissing on each other. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, to me, I think this is so stupid. But for some reason, Nick and I were literally cracking the hell up every time. And all the jokes to me were, were, were making me laugh. There were, I think maybe midway during the movie, I was kind of like, okay, how much time we got left of this? Even though it was an hour and a half. There, it stops, at, it takes a halt at a time. I was like, okay, uh, where are we going with this? But again, what makes you laugh is that all four, all the four voice actors are doing a great job. Will Ferrell, it's a Will Ferrell, Jimmy Fox, Isla Fisher, Reynolds Park. They, they really match the dog that they're playing, like, perfectly, if that makes any sense. Like, they, 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 they were literally casted to a T for each dog that they were voicing. And really what had me cracking up was just, like, the adventure itself, what they go through. And what they're like, they're hungry. How they're gonna eat when they have no food? How they're gonna drink when there's no when there's no thing on the drink? And as a dog lover, I was like, man, like I would hate for my dog, my parents' dogs, to do, go through this or any kind of dog to go through because this is terrible. But it makes you laugh. You're like, oh, okay. And again, there's no harm to any dogs, luckily. But man, dude, I really was surprised by this movie. It caught me off guard. I was like, wow, this is hilarious. And you know, again, you know, I think Nick will agree too. Is that this really was. The chemistry of these voice acting really kind of sold it for me, and there are a lot of emotional scenes too. I was kind of like, oh, I would adopt these dogs again. They, the scene where they're at the shelter or they're at the pound, and I was like, I want to bring that dog home. I want to bring that dog home. I was like, please. And there's really cute, cute dogs. But man, this movie is not for kids in the slightest, not at all. And if you you might get scarred from some of the things with, with the dog, with some of the dogs do for sure. But honestly, like, I really had a great time with this movie. I thought it was really super, super funny. You know, Phil Lord, Chris Miller produces one. As you guys know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller have done, they did, they did 21, 22 Jump Street, they did a Lego movie, they write and produce the Spider-Verse movies. Uh, they did Clyde Chance of Meatballs is their movie. Uh, they also write and produce the show The After Party on Apple TV. And they also produced Cocaine Bear this year. So these guys really know how to, these guys know how to make original, original content, original stories for sure. But they're very good at making things so out of the ordinary. Like, like a movie about Legos, like, come on, no way. And it worked. Rebooting Jump Street worked. And again, they're not the main writers, directors of this movie, but you can tell their stamp of comedy is on this movie for sure. And I wasn't the biggest Cocaine Bear fan, personally. I was like, it was fine. I liked some of the moments, but I felt kind of flat for me in times. But you can tell, like, their influence was kind of, as producers were there, but let Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks run the movie herself as a, as a director and writer. But truly, you can feel their stamina on this movie without a doubt. And you know what, too? I was kind of worried, too, because he was like a first-time writer. I was like, oh, how's it going to do? But I felt like he probably got some good writing. It could be their revisionist, revision scripts, uh, uh, rewrites, whatever, script doctors whatsoever. But, man, you know, really, what, so, what I recommend this movie is that the chemistry between all actors is – voice acting is superb. And Jimmy Fox is a big MVP. But, again, without much story there – they make up for that, and the jokes and the funny, funny references to certain other dog movies, other dog stories, and again, it's the journey itself with the go on makes me really, that made me really like kind of like, oh, this is cute. In though it's a really hard R raunchy movie, 
I had a time. I had a t- I had a blast with this movie. That was super fun. I hope it does well this weekend. Um, it's in theater. It's in theaters. Yeah, it's in theaters tomorrow. Um, and Nick, is, I would give it an eight out of ten. I think it's probably my favorite comedy of the year right now. Um, you know, I like Joe I like No Way, No Hard Feelings, but really, this movie had me in stitches, and it was just fun seeing it with a crowd of people that were laughing and clapping, having a good time, like kind of like that, that belly laugh, you know, that kind of like the old school, you know, Seth Rogen movies, Judd Apatow movies, Adam Sandler movies, where your your belly was kind of hurting, or like your I was smiling cheek to cheek, cheek to cheek to cheek a lot in this movie, and I was like, wow, my face kind of hurts from laughing so much, and seeing it with Nick, to me, Nick was just busting out, we're like, oh hell no, or like. There's one thing in particular I want to spoil, but like, it's a reference to another dog movie. And I laughed the lo- the most in that theater, and Nick was like, "What's so funny?" And I explained to him too, and Nick goes, "Oh hell no!" Started laughing even more too, <laughs> and we were just busting out laughing the entire time. But yeah, I had a good time with this movie. If you're a dog lover, for sure, see this movie. You might be scared. You might be scared a little bit, but I I think it's definitely worth seeing in theaters. Eight out of ten, and I have Nick's review right here. Um. Nick's review says Strays was dope, dope and funny, funny as absolute hell. A lot funnier than I thought thought it would be. Love the chemistry between all the actors and characters. The character played by Will Forte was super funny and no spoilers. But at a certain point in the movie, he basically got what he deserved in such a way that I couldn't help but laugh hysterically at. I loved it. Super hilarious. Eight out of ten for me. He's in the theaters. So yeah, guys, literally, me, me and Nick had had so much fun with this movie. And the scene we're talking about, really, when the scene happens, it was just so funny seeing Nick go, no, no, no. And it was just seeing his reaction to me laughing, too. And again, I really give a lot of props to Universal, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and the team behind this movie for giving this a theatrical run. I really, really do. Because this could have been easily on Peacock or HBO, on Max, HBO, Netflix. And I'm and at first, if you ask me if you want to go, I'm like this could have been a, this could have been a streaming movie. I really give the props to Universal for believing this movie and making this movie a theatrical, full theatrical release. Because again, I think this. I mean, even though Joyride, No Hard Feelings didn't do the best numbers at the box office, I really do give props to these actor to these studios and production companies that are believing in theatrical movies, that are believing in theatrical comedies. Because right now, we're seeing an era of the comedies are dying in theaters. It can be straight to Netflix or HBO or Hulu, whatever. And again, you aren't getting the same experience that you would in the theater. And I saw all three of these comedies this year in, in the theaters. Joy Riot, the press screening. I paid for No Hard Feelings. Uh, man, Madden Tuesday, that, that theater was packed. But this... This movie especially too. I hope it does well. You know, like I said, it's the end of the August. It's the end of the summer movie season. Not much is coming out. Blue Beetle's coming out as well this weekend as well. You know, I, the marketing of this movie was it was good, but I think they kind of revealed they kind of revealed a bit too much at the last few trailers. I would recommend this movie. So yeah, if you if you already saw if you already saw um, Barbie and Oppenheimer. A, Going to see will be looking for like, looking for like a good time, hour and a half, good time to laugh. I would recommend seeing this movie because again, it's we got to support original, yeah, again, a original comedy movies like this, rated R comedies and comedies in general in theaters because it's really important to like support these movies at, at their level. Because again, in a year from now, who knows if we're going to see any comedies in the theater. Whether I go right to Netflix, so I hope it does well. Again, shout out to the whole team, the whole cast. You know, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, the director, the writers, Universal, 
Because, man, I, me and Nick had so much fun in this movie, and we were cracking up the entire time. So please, 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 these strays. Uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely my top 10 of the year so far with comedy. So that's our review of Strays. And honestly, Joe, I, I think you like this movie, too. I was like, you know what? Joe will find this funny, too. Because like, it's like our kind of humor, for sure. And we're all a dog, you're also a dog lover. And there's some things that would make you laugh like, hysterically out loud. Like, like a TJ laugh, almost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, I will definitely check it out eventually. I don't think I'll go see it in theaters. But I will very myself check it out eventually. Yeah, it caught me by surprise, man. Really, it caught me by surprise. And like it, I said, yeah, like, ah. I, I don't have the time right now to go see no, movies or the it. money, yeah. so I can't go to theaters. That's why I, I'm not going to see it in theaters. I highly suggest people go see it in theaters. If I could, I would, but your boy broke, broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, definitely go check out theaters. Uh, yeah, all right. I was I was thinking about it. I was like. I'll probably go see it eventually. I'll probably see it if I can. Um, so hearing your review, it sounds good. I think I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, it, honestly, man, I like being a, a, I like be, I like being proven wrong on everything. I like being proven wrong on everything, conversations, arguments, anything. But movies, especially in TV shows, because I go and I'm like, I don't want to see this. this is going to be, uh, and I, I walk out saying, Yep, I was I was proven wrong. Yep, I, I had a good time with this. And then this trailer didn't sell me anything. I was like, you know what? We're we're, we're promoting this. We're promoting this movie. We were doing, we're hosting these we're doing these screenings promoting our, for, our, for our listeners, for our listeners in Phoenix, on our website, on our social media. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is gonna, it's, it's, I hope this is gonna be good. And again, walking out a little optimistic, but really walking out, me and Nick had the biggest smile on our faces, and we were cracking up, man. And I love a good old raunchy rated R comedies because it it is fun to laugh with people. It really is, and. Yeah, me and Nick have seen a lot of comedies together. Then, to be fair, too, Nick's a good. You are too. Nick is a very good audience to see the comedies with because Nick laughs. Nick laugh, Nick's a good audience that laughing at certain jokes. And he'll be like, "And when movies not funny, we won't laugh." You too. We, we've seen movies that like this was not funny at all. This was not funny. Like, oh yeah, no, we we, we have. We were stone faced on that. Sh- a lot of fucking movies. Were a lot just of movies. Absolute shit. Uh, I, I remember. Funny. I love how you always bring up my commentary for Spring Breakers. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because you go the movie ends, you go, "What was that? What the hell was that?" And the entire theater started cracking up laughing. You you brought the humor to that movie when that movie had oh, no humor. You. <laughs> thank you so much. I I try. <laughs> no, no, I, I love to think that you I I forget from time to time, and you always bring up, which is uh the scene with uh. Gucci Mane is talking about my baby hungry. Hungry. <laughs> that big pile of weed on his glass table. Yeah, and I'm just like, so you fucking weed. <laughs> so your baby won't no. be hungry and buy us the clothes. But <laughs> the way you said it though in the theater, because it was very quiet, and all you heard Joel go is, then sell your weed. <laughs> <laughs> it was very like almost like a Jerry Seinfeld kind of thing. You were like, then sell your weed. <laughs> And I was cr- cracking up laughing. I was like, oh, my God. But, you yeah, know what? I you, so bad. I'll tell you what, Ben. I, I feel like, you know, back in that, you and I, we saw stuff like Neighbors, This is the End, The Interview, Jump Streets, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, like, yeah. I, 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 I feel like, you know, that era of, like, seeing comedies in the big theater, like, that was so much fun because, you know, with you and I, a bunch of strangers, or, you know, or we, we with the squad, with the crew, whatever, and, you know, we were in the theater, and, you know, that just enhanced the movie experience itself because you're seeing a bunch of random people all laughing together. 
But you know, again, I I cherish those times. Good, even like when we saw, um, especially when you can avoid sitting next to TJ. <laughs> that too, but even so, right? But even stuff like we saw Popstar, when we saw Central Intelligence, when we saw even my birthday, we saw the night before, which is a really underrated movie with Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, Jason Biscoe, Levitt. It was you, me, and Sebastian. We walked in, and we're like, oh, it's probably crowded. There was no one there but us, not one guy in the back. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. No. We were like, oh, we were yeah. like, oh no. And we were st- we still we still no matter what we still laughed our ass. We we were all cracking the fuck up, having a great time. We were laughing. We were oh, like, dude, laughing. I was crying. Me, and you were crying. Right. Bro. We, were, we were all you, all those were just laughing, having a good time. So yeah, I don't yeah, Is it needed? No, if I have an audience, but it definitely enhances it. But I do miss the days of walking to a theater with you, and be like, oh wow, this is this is crazy packed. Like. Like this, this, this is gonna be like this is gonna be huge. It's gonna be a it's gonna be, it's be a good one. Everyone's laughing at each other now. It's just like you know, I feel like every once in a again, I feel like the studio and the theatrical comedy really is going away, which breaks my yeah. heart. Because you get there, there's there, I've seen comedies on Netflix, quote unquote comedies that made for Netflix or Hulu, and I'm, the whole time I'm like, yeah, I didn't laugh once. I was like, mm. like I started watching one the other day. It's with Adam Devine and Adam Sandler produced it, where like his his like in laws are playing like bounty hunters, or whatever. Oh yeah, they're 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 thieves, dude. Twenty minutes in, I was like, I'm out. I turned it off. I was like, Yep, uh, I'm out. Oh, dude. <laughs> because comedy, the problem with comedy, you know, as we we talked about like Tropic Thunder, is that comedy is really safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where me yeah, and you, we laugh at the raunchy, fucked up, like dark humor type of comedy. You know, those were the comedies that like made us crack up. You know, yeah. smart, like no hold bars comedies. Where nowadays it's very much safe because you can get canceled for saying one little joke that wasn't even offensive at all. You know. Yeah. No. That that also true. Also very true. And I really do feel like. I mentioned this. I think I mentioned. I think I mentioned this on maybe, maybe a podcast last month or uh, last month, or maybe a few, maybe a few months ago. Where you know, I think the literally last good year for comedies, personally for studio comedies, was 2018. And here's why: you had Game Night, you had Blockers, and you had Tag. Nice. You had three. You had three great comedies right there. That blockers did pretty well, but tag tag did so okay, bad. But it yeah. was such a great fucking movie, by the way. You know, it was yeah. great. And I remember, you, I remember you, I remember you, Galliano, and Femi saw it before I did the screening, and you were like texting me, "Pro, I'm hurt," and this shit was hilarious. And I was like, oh, "Thank Dude, God!" I was like, "Yes." I I laughed so fucking. We all laughed so hard, like we were grabbing our stomachs we we're dying laughing like it was such a polarizing movie that pulled us in and especially for our group i missed that i was so sad i couldn't see it with you because i was like man like if doug was here he'd love it man like he's going to love it but like fuck like man i miss like being able to like have my motherfucking my fucking movie partner right there you know, I know man. See such good movies you know like we saw mike and dave without you we saw. No, 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 no. My, 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 my last movie before I moved to Arizona, remember? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, was your birthday. It was it your was, birthday. It was you, me, Gal- it was you, me, Carlos, TJ, Sebastian, and Galliano. It was out together. So wait, what was the movie? Me? Oh wait, no, never mind. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was Austin Fire. Oh was, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, it's never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad movie. I'm good. That scarred me for life, and I've never seen it again. Uh, facts, <laughs> and I probably never will watch it again ever. Um. Unless you pay me, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, like there was movies where like I, I was like, fuck, I wish that was here. But nowadays, like man, like I really don't watch comedies. It, you know they're dying. Mean? They're dying, man. Like even they're like dying because cause you can't be funny because funny is offensive. You know what I mean? It has to be safe comedy. Like dude, like years ago, I remember someone like there was like a an interview right where there was two comedians and they were talking one comedian was like i can't go to some colleges because they'll tell me you can't do this types these types of joke they're off limits and so they can't do like stand up at uh at, like colleges or like you know on campus like areas because like you know, yeah, everything's very PC. You 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 can't you can't say jokes because they'll offend someone or you know trigger someone. Where it's like, where it's like, you know, what I mean, like there's a lot of people that are stunned watching certain things. Where you know, even old movies, you know, where it's like, oh, I was I I am finding funny. I was so so offended. This and that. Where it's like, that's the point of comedy. You know, what I mean, it's supposed to. It's it's making fun of these things to be not only to be offensive but to make you laugh at it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I get, I get that. Like uh, Robin Williams said has a stand up said a lot of fuck shit that was fucking hilarious, and he's done movies that are, are you know where he his comedy is dark. You know Robin Williams. You know he did. He's he was a comedian, someone that made other people laugh because you know he had a lot of darkness in his life and he had a lot of struggles and you know a lot of people have struggles. If you can't laugh at those things, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Like my fam, me and me and my sisters talk about talk about a lot a lot of things from our past are traumatizing. People be like, "Oh my god!" While me and her are laughing, yeah. So like. Yeah, like if you can't laugh at at yourself and at your own pain, then don't fucking laugh at all. You you suck. You bore me. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Oh, like there's certain things that it's like, that's not funny. That that's fucked. But like, but everything nowadays where it's like nothing can be funny. You know, where it's like well, you have to be so PG'd. Dude, another thing you what you said that on the nose actually was that I'm seeing things now that are called quote-unquote comedies and i'm like this is not a comedy this was not a comedy comedy to me is there like is. yuck yuck yeah. it's not like i literally means you watched the movie the other day i this movie dude it got nominated for best picture best writing best director past year and people were like gosh this movie man it's great you know what's on hulu you gotta watch it like, all right it's a two and a half hour movie i was like this is a long for a comedy means you watch triangle of sadness Jesus Christ, that doesn't sound funny at all. I want to, I want to <laughs> never my heard hair it. out, bro. I want to rip my I hair out halfway through. I was dude, like, what the fuck? Triangles, dude. It's not funny. It's supposed to be a satire. I'll tell you what. Me and you did not laugh once. 
excuse me, we didn't laugh, we did not laugh once. And the whole time I'm like, how much longer? He was like, how much longer do we have? I was like, another hour? She goes, another hour, another hour. Way, that's saying something to have Z hate a movie. Like, Z is not a movie person, obviously, at all. But for her to dislike a movie, that is saying something. Yo, dude, we, we watched it, man, and we were, we, we, were like, uh, we were like, what? This is not funny. It was like, people were like, funniest movie of the year. And I was like, I didn't laugh once. So I'm seeing a lot of stuff that... And other things were like, yeah, this is a comedy. I'm like, I didn't laugh at once. I see things in theaters or or at home on streaming. And I'm like, comedy my ass. I was like, no, comedy is supposed to, again, supposed to you laugh. Like, I'll laugh out loud. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, oh, it's, it's great. This thing of like, yeah, you, you call it a comedy, but it's not. It's more of a dramedy. A dramedy is a dramedy. And that's totally fine. That's its own genre for sure. But when you call something a straight up comedy, I'm like, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, I hope that also, like, going forward, like, we do, hopefully we go back to, like, defining of, like, what's a real comedy and what's not. Because, man, mm. at, after a while, at, now, when I'm seeing things are called comedies, I'm like, yeah, what I, the hell are you I, about? I do not watch comedies. I've noticed myself, like, I really yeah. don't have a, have a, dis- like, I really skip, like, comedy movies on, like, Netflix. Like, when you're looking through genre, you're just like, what type of movie do I want to watch? comedy is not one of them because yeah. I've, I've noticed like for shows and movies i have not been laughing like new futurama or the the what was it neighbor that alien show on hulu as well i was oh laughing. yeah my girl finds it, my my G, yeah g finds it funny and she was yeah. like oh i was cracking up and i saw it and i was like okay yeah. <laughs> I, I i probably gotta watch i i gotta watch more of it because I, you know, I don't want to just be like it's real bad. But it's like I, no, got, I, get it, I, get I, it. I wasn't laughing. Like I, I watched the first episodes for both shows, and uh, I watched two episodes for Polar Opposites. I didn't laugh at all. Um, but you know, I'm gonna give it a bit more try because you know I don't want to like shut it down right away. <laughs> but like I've noticed that I haven't really been watching comedies. Like I haven't really been watching things are supposed to be, you know, saying it's funny, because it's just, like, I, I haven't laughed, like, and that's saying a lot for me yeah. and you, where it's, like, me and you, like, it's action movies or comedies. That's our thing, you know? So, to for these movies to not, to not, to, to have us just be, like, so action movies? <laughs> Thrillers? <Yeah>. Horror? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll watch a horror movie before I watch new generation uh, comedies, because it's just like, ah, oh, dude, there's, like, like, I think, like, like, I think, like, the new comedies are, like, trying to be funny, and in reality, it's just like, that, that was really sad. Yeah, dude, dude or yeah, or just like, it, like, they funny. don't frame it, yeah, they don't frame the joke for, like, sad things, you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, you can make jokes about traumas, you know, about yeah. the things we've been through in life, like other people. And then, like in these movies, they don't frame it as a joke. Like they'll just say it and expect people to be like, "Oh, relatable." <laughs> in reality, you're just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, like you know, you get that secondhand embarrassment awkwardness yes. where you're just like, yes. "I want to leave the room now." Like, yeah, you're like, oh. you know, with those conversations where you're just like, oh, what time is it? Oh, it's so late. It's like, 
10 a.m. I gotta go home. <laughs> like, you know? Like, that's the time mm. I got where it's just like, oh, dude, that wasn't funny. Like, I I think I'm just gonna leave now. <laughs> like, yeah. Awkward. Dude, sh- no, dude. Sh- like, yeah, dude, like, like there's... Fringe. Yeah, like, I've seen movies where it's just like, oh, dude, I am so uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. It's not even funny. It's just uncomfortable. You know? Um, dude, yeah, it's like it's cringe. You're just like, uh, you're like, uh, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, you're supposed to laugh at the cringe, but the cringe is more, is over, is like kind of like taken away from the laughing at it. You're just like, yeah, I can't laugh. I can, I can only cringe at this because this is really making me feel, yeah, feel embarrassed. You're just like, yeah, nah, you're like, nah, nah. So, I know, man. I, I, we're, we're, I'm looking. I really do see what's what's going to happen. I think we're going to see more comedy start to go back in more and more go than we go to streaming. But unfortunately, but man, I really. If if you if you make more comedies on streaming, by all means, but please call them comedies or please label them like the correct things. Because if you label them the wrong thing, you're you're a you're mis you're misleading, for sure. You're misleading it, and you're kind of just like telling us one thing. You're not. You're kind. Of, you're like. You're not. You're. You're not you're not selling us the right the right thing, so right. That's how I see it too, man. But yeah, man. I hope people see Strays this weekend. I think it was super funny. Like I said, it it's it's just fun again. If you're a dog lover too, it's gonna be it, again. You might be scarred from it a little bit, but truly, it's a movie that made made me really like genuinely feel like laugh and feel my my sides were hurting. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what it does over the weekend. Fingers crossed, it does well. But you want to take yeah. us home, my friend. Well, wasn't there one more thing you wanted to do, my guy? I don't think I got any more giveaways to mention. I'm trying to think. Uh, do you want to do more? <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. Go ahead. In place of our one-on-ones, um, our oh, favorite yes. Will Ferrell and yes, Jamie Foxx movies. <laughs> uh, so I have you, man, the co-host. Thank God for Joel, man. Oh, my God. Shame on me. I text. I went... To, to context, you're the one who texted the schedule. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so mad at my. I'm so mad at myself too. For, wow, thank you, this, Joe. This is why I have you my, my, as my fucking co-host, man. Thank you, thank you, you You got to go first. <laughs> first, okay, I got you. So I've been rightfully so. I so for me, I said if you put my last podcast about uh, the clone tie around a few weeks ago. I Jimmy Fox is one of my heroes. Um, I idolize this guy in every way. I think he's the most talented person in the world, whether it's acting, comedy, dancing, singing, everything. This man can do it all. I really just think he's he's one of my heroes. And then Jimmy Fox too, that really kind of like made me kind of feel like more like he's one of my heroes is that, you know, he also was a big brother to someone with Down syndrome as well. He had a little sister that had Down syndrome and unfortunately we lost her a few years ago, I think during COVID, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, he was very involved with Special Olympics, best buddies. Like, there's a video, man, of him at an event with his little sister and all these kids with Down syndrome and special needs were going up to him like, Jimmy Fox. And he was so gracious, man. He was so nice to all of them, smiling, taking pictures, taking a selfie, dancing with them. And, like, he he could be like, nah, I'm not doing this. And that could have been a PR thing. But, man, he was he, he brought energy to that room. And people were like, oh, my gosh, Jimmy Fox is here with us, too. And, again, I idolize this guy with, with all my heart. I think he's really just a, really just a, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent of how talented he is. And... I love him in interviews. He's a great storyteller as well. He's a great, great impressionist. I love Jimmy Fox in every in every way. So I'm so glad he's doing better now. After his little health scare, he's one of my favorite people uh, in the world. So for you know so many things, Ray, Collateral, 
Baby Driver. I mean, list goes on and on. You know, he's just a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal actor. And you know, and Living Colored. You know, Joel posted a funny thing today. Um, uh, that, that of the of the skit when he was in uh when he was, when he was playing the girl, <laughs> he was playing the woman. Um, he's really just a one. He's a talented dude. And there's so many things that I love of, of his work. And there there are things I don't like either. I'm just like oof, like that wasn't his best one. But again, like when when he was Motherfucker Jones and Horrible Bosses, man, cracking me up to this day. Uh, he was great in Dream Girls. He was phenomenal in Just Mercy. Again, the list goes on and on. Like really, like there are things I've seen though, like like movie like Project Power that I despise. I'm like, oh man, why why are we in this then? But I loved him. I loved him as Electro in Spider Man Two and also No Way Home. He really was like great in the last in Last Spider Man No Way Home. Um, so for me though, I gotta go with my favorite Tarantino movie, which he's a star of, which is Django Unchained. Because man, Jimmy Fox is a badass in this movie. Like he's 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 out for revenge. Again, slave turned free, he, and typical Tarantino style. And man, he means business. He's out for blood. He's looking for his wife, played by, played by the gorgeous uh, Carrie Washington. And man, J- Tarantino makes him like a ruthless, ruthless bounty hunter. No mercy, no boundaries. And he's so badass, and he—he's a. Re- and what makes it cool that he plays a really cool bounty hunter for a period which is very dark with slavery and you know just that era of how 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 just like you know bounty hunters were mostly whites, and Tarantino makes Jimmy Fox just like I get I quote an unlikely hero into Django, and there's this, the baddest line that I think of all time was when he when he kills that guy. When he goes, he goes, I, you know, where does he go? He hits him with a gun. He goes, oh, I'm like on the line. He goes, that's how you die, boy. Or something like that. I should, know, I should know this too. He goes, yeah, that's how you die, boy. And then he shoots the guy in the chest. It's like the, the, the typical Tarantino gun out of the hand thing. It's, it's just really just, uh, it's brutal. It's dark. Fucked. But man, um, fe- Jimmy Fox, what was that? The line is, "I like how you die, boy." Boy, thank. You. Oh, I blame that. Because I, I, I like, like how you die, boy. And he shoots him, dude. It's so badass. Thank you, thank you, Joe. I know I blanked on that for some reason. I, the shot, the shot, the line is so badass. The guy tips over, but man, it's just, it's brutal. It's it's bloody. But Jimmy Fox is a star, and man, he he really just that is his movie through and through. So. Love Jimmy Fox, love all his movies, but Django's my favorite Tarantino movie, and mostly because of Jimmy Fox's charisma and like how he brought that character to life. Favorite Will Ferrell movie? Oh my god, this is gonna be tough. Will Ferrell's one of my favorite comedians of all time too, comedic actors of all time. You know, stuff like Old School, Ricky Bobby, Step Brothers, other guys. This was tough, man. This was tough. You know, this past week I was like, what's gonna be? Man, which one? I was going back between the other guys and Ricky Bobby and other movies. I was like, you know, I do miss the classic Will Ferrell, you know, like the old Anchorman Will Ferrell. I'm going to go, and I proudly own this jersey thanks to my pops. I'm going to go with probably his most underrated movie, which is Semi Pro, where he's Jackie Moon and Semi Pro. Will Ferrell plays this basketball player um, in this league that, like, the. Not the NBA, but it was the ABA, whatever, and like the seventies in Flint, Michigan, called the Flint Tropics, and it's based. And Will Ferrell plays the coach, the manager, the owner, and the lead point guard for this team. 
and really like yeah american basketball association flint michigan tropics yeah 76 and really wolfville has this crazy afro with the with the uh, headband oh my god i think this is for sure his most underrated movie of all time it's so funny i own that jersey proudly but man oh my god him um andre 3000 woody harrelson the list goes on and on. This movie is truly hilarious. And it came out and literally no one saw it. I think it's one of his biggest flops ever. And well, Final Record says, I will no longer do sports movies because I'm about to be flopped. And it sucks because the movie is super funny. And yeah, it's a rated R. It's a raunchy comedy. And Will Ferrell plays this, this absurd. He's, he's a really absurd guy. Like he's like he's not likable, but he's likable because he loves his team so much. He loves playing for the ABA. He loves he loves being the coach, manager, star, everything, owner, franchisee, whatever. And man, his character is so like it's so absurd. But Will Ferrell just it, it, it kills it as, as Jackie Moon. And I can watch that movie over and over again. I will laugh every time. I when I wear that jersey too. No, I, I was with you one time. In Chicago, I visited Chicago one time. You and the boys, maybe know, four or five years ago, and we're walking down to like our spot at River at River East, and I'm walking out with you guys. And the guy, the guy doing the tour bus in Chicago, the red, the red tour bus in Chicago goes, "Hey, Jackie Moon," and I was like, "Yes, this guy gets it." And that made me so happy that he a he knew that movie because that not really a well known movie. I think there's for sure a cult cult following, cult classic following for it now. But it's not one of his well known movies or most successful movies in his career. But man, Semi Pro to me is one of the funniest movies of all time, and will probably my favorite Will Ferrell movie because man, it's 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 so it holds up so well. Yeah, also also 15 years later, and it went under the radar how funny it is. So for me, again, Semi Pro is probably my favorite Will Ferrell movie. But to you, my friend, your turn. Okay, I'm going to start with uh, Will Ferrell. Um, you know, my homies probably listening to this and being like, "Ugh, Will Ferrell." <laughs> they don't like they don't like Will Ferrell. But anyways, um, I, me and you both grew up on Will Ferrell. I love Will Ferrell thoroughly. Like that was he was in so many movies that we had on DVD in my house. You know. Yeah. And I think one of them, <laughs> I have to go with an obvious one, which is Talladega Nights, which you quoted yesterday uh, in text. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, uh, I have to go with Talladega Nights. Uh, it was, it's a hilarious movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, a lot of people have. It did so well. But it's a hilarious movie making fun of, like, sort of NASCAR, you know, <laughs> NASCAR, uh, you know, nascar nation you know what i mean like obviously you're saying it's not like where it's just like this it, it's insanity of like how like a nascar you know driver is like this this really country dude who does, is not super smart and he's like the the best nascar driver ever and like then he goes through a lot of bad shit where this is it and go back to you know back to home and like figure out who he is and you know learn how to just become the nascar driver he was again and it's just hilarious john c Riley's in it you know who who is just also just as funny as will ferrell is and i it, it's fucking hilarious and you know uh what was it we we quote that movie a lot too we do i, we I really love do. it you know what i mean 
you know, like uh, it's like if you're not first, you're last, and it's, it's, it's just it's, it's yeah, chicken bake, chicken bake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that movie is so great. It, it's if you're looking for a movie to sell down at night and just like laugh your ass off and just go sleep, laugh, you know, feeling good and happy, like that is definitely the movie for you. That's uh, I still highly loved, and that, that was hard to pick between the other guys and Step Brothers. <laughs> so those yeah. are just yeah. That but one of my favorite uh. One of my favorite uh, things he's in is uh, was it the uh, the the car sales movie? Was it the goods? Oh, the goods, Brandon. Yeah, he produced that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Brandon movie where he's like he has this crazy white hair. He's like saying crazy shit. That shit's fucking hilarious. It's really funny. So, yeah, it's fucking so funny. Dude, I love it so much. All right, and now to Jamie Foxx, a beloved man in my whole family. I don't think there's one person that dislikes Jamie Foxx. I agree. Um, it, it was an easy choice. It was uh, Ray for me. Um, you know, the movie where he plays Ray Charles and does just a phenomenal job, but also shows just the insane amount of talent that he has. You know what I mean? Just showing one Ray Charles' story and also Ray Charles' talent, but also his own talent as well, Jamie Foxx. And he did such a really good representation of Ray Charles. I'm pretty sure before, like, you know, when he was doing the movie, he was, uh, he got to meet Ray Charles and talk to him and, you know, learn who he was as a person. So, and I love old music like that like ray charles you know stevie wonder i love music so much like that so you know if you if you love old school music or or you've heard of ray charles don't know much about him fucking watch that movie it's so great and you'll continue to fall in love more with ray charles's music uh so highly suggest that um those are my two movies yeah yeah got got on the got uh jimmy fox's oscar and that was the same year yes. he got nominated twice, once for Ray and then once for uh, Collateral. So he got nominated for Best best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. And again, man, it shows how talented this man is. Like, this man really yes. is on a new level of talent. And again, whether it's comedy, yeah. dramatic stuff, really, he really goes above and beyond. And again, I'm really glad he's doing better. I was scared, man, that when I heard about his health thing, I was yeah. like, Oh my God! I was like, no, 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 not, not, not Jimmy Fox of all people, but not yet, I, not yet. <laughs> no, please, not yet, not yet. And I, what I've heard too, man, like people that work with him to say he's the most nicest guy, most gracious guy in the world too. So it's cool saying that someone that you you admire lives up to his name. So it's like I love hearing that. I, I love what he does for the Down Central community as well. So Jimmy Fox, yeah. man, you're you're the, you're the man. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, also honorable mention this was uh, his uh, his role in the Ali movie. He did great there. Oh yeah, and right. uh, I really did like the movie Day Shift. Not gonna lie, I was a sucker I for that too. movie. I, I, I really liked Our... it. I feel like a lot. It's under. I feel like it's underrated. A lot of people didn't really I watch agree. it, but like it's a really good movie. I think they had a real good premise, and he did such a great job. So you know. Check that movie out. It's on Netflix. 
Our, our also our our own Moses Lie. It was it was a PA in that movie. He worked on that movie. Hey, shout yeah. out to Moses. But Moses, man, that was cool. Yes, yeah, Chas Kaleski, who did John Wick, produced those movie, produced that movie. That was that was it. That was very, very underrated. It came out, kind of went too, but yeah, it's a shame, it's a shame. But uh, Such a shame. yeah, man, take us All home, right. my friend. All right, this is where we close out. But before we do, Doug, go ahead and plug yourself. All right, guys. As always, you can find the show on Instagram and TikTok at Midway Avenue Productions. Um, our website is midwayavenueproductions.com. We have all our kind like about us, our, our podcast links in there. Uh, our Instagram page also has a link tree to Joel's Twitch, to um, links to all of our um, podcasts and YouTube channels. Uh, also to uh, Moses's film as well as Nick's film. Check that out. You can find my personal Instagram, which is at which is the all one the Young Jones. I'm doing kind of more kind of like stuff like, like my quick quick reactions on there as well as well as on Twitter or whatever it's called now X um, at Capri underscore Sun S O N. I'm do, also doing more like out of theater reactions and kind of stuff like that on um, like kind of quick uh, quick thoughts on on Twitter slash X. As always, you can find the show, find our audio show too on our YouTube channel. Again, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch, Instagram, and TikTok. I have not uploaded to TikTok or Instagram yet. I still need things to be able to record my live streams. But yeah, you can follow me. Uh, for updates and stuff like that. Eventually I will post to those things. I promise, I promise. Just need money to, you know, make money to you gotta spend money to make money and da da da. So but before I can spend money I gotta make money. Anyways, you you can follow me on everything at the OG Cuban Rican. Uh the, especially on Twitch. I am constantly streaming as much as I can, especially different games that people really don't play or Game, you know, just any games, stories, multiplayer. I'm trying to do it all, you know. Especially September coming up, there's three games coming to Game Pass, which is uh, Payday 3, um, The Lies of P, and Starfield. I will be playing those uh, with friends or by myself. So definitely stop by, check it out, follow <laughs> so I can grow more and share me. Uh, and then, you know, later on this year, there's two, for, this is for the Warhammer community, if you're listening to this, uh, there's two games coming to game, uh, well, there's one game coming to Game Pass, which is really big, which is uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. That's eventually coming to Game Pass some point this year. And then during the winter, Space Marines 2, the video game, I'm buying that, definitely pre-ordering it when I can. Uh, I'll be playing that hopefully with two other of my homies, but if not, I'll play it by myself. I don't give a shit. So yeah, uh, definitely you know follow me on Twitch. Uh, I'm not big enough to have you subscribe on Twitch, sadly. Yet, you know, maybe in the future. Um, and before I close this out, please do like, follow, and subscribe on anything that you are listening to us on please and share us we're trying to grow bigger we're trying to find more people like you guys and girls and women and men blah 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 and people uh to you know the like-minded who will uh either agree with us or disagree with us and just you know that truly do love movies uh, and have an interest 
We love you guys. We hit 10k. I don't know what number we're at now. Probably more. But 10k, uh, which was such a crazy thing for us. So I want to say thank you guys. We love you guys so much. Like, we're growing so fast. Like, to us, it's so fast. And it's so crazy. You know what I mean? Where it's like 10,000 people listening to us. <laughs> ramble, ramble on. So, you know, we love you guys and the people who are coming in and just listening to us. Please follow if you like us. All right? Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to close this out, which is thank you for coming on this autorial journey with us uh, through our opinions, our thoughts, our views, and our constant ramblings about what we think about movies and shows and actors and then the entertainment industry. Uh, this is a lot of fun for us. And so we thank you guys so much for being here and enjoying it with us. We hope you have a good night, day, evening, dinner, weekend, week. We love y'all. Tell someone you love them. Hug people you love and add some motherfucking movies to your movie list and once in a while once every week or so watch one of those movies anyways have a have a good life stay safe and we'll be back next week Deuces.